It's June 8, 2010, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. We're here in the lounge at HPD Architecture, and it's the start of a travel season. School's out for the next few months, and everybody's gearing up for vacation. Yay! I'm so happy. I'm so happy because traffic gets lighter during the summer. Oh, I know. Have you noticed that? Well, I'm just happy not to have to drive through school zones. Isn't that sad? That's my thing. I'm like, no school zones. Yay! (laughs) And, of course, you know, I'm just excited that we can actually get out of town now. The first thing that we're actually going to do is head out of town to Galveston. Not for a couple of weeks yet, but it's going to be a long weekend, and it's with some friends who have a house down there. It's one of the ones that was left standing after Hurricane Ike blew through in September yeah. uh, 2008. They didn't didn't have a view of the beach originally, but now they have a now view of the beach. Now they do. Now they're on the beach. <laughs> yeah, well, that... not, not quite on the beach, but they have a view of the beach. You know, there's their house and sticks. Yeah. Beach. If they're smart, they'll buy up all the lots between them and the beach. And yeah. they can just create their own beachfront property. Their own giant front yard there right up to go. the beach. Yeah. Or nice. What an opportunity, right? Yeah. But that's what we're doing. And what, you guys are running off to Indiana this Yeah, year? I think we're going to try to fit in some family visits. Uh, my sister just had a baby in Colorado, so we're, we've got that on the list. And um, we have more family up in Indiana. There's a tiny little town called Pleasant Lake, Indiana. It's outside oh. Angola. And it's on a very pleasant lake, surprisingly. <laughs> what a great name. I know. Smart, right? Plus, it's it's up in northern Indiana, which is just a couple-hour drive from Chicago, or even more fun, a train ride. Well, that's not bad. I'm really hoping we get to go to Chicago and spend a day or two there, because that's one of my most favorite cities. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because of the architecture. Sure. Obviously, it's a huge architecture city. Since it's a peak travel period, we thought we'd use this podcast to remind everyone that whenever you do travel and wherever you travel, you have the opportunity to make architecture a part of your vacation. Now, you have to understand when we first decided that we, this is what the, today's podcast was going to be about, that Laura's husband, well, what was the word? We called us nerds. Nerds? Okay. I was thinking dorks because, well, right. you know, what sort of nerdy people would make architecture part of their right. their vacation but that's something architects do yeah we can't help it we just have to look yeah so if you're going to do that there's some things that you know you can do to really get yourself started first and foremost you want to do some research about your destination and if you're driving what's along the way i can remember growing up and the biggest stop we'd make along the way would be at a historical marker and that was it. There wasn't anything necessarily architectural, but ooh, historical marker. Let's pull over and get all the kids out of the car. <laughs> exactly. And I think that probably was the real goal. That was just more just of an insanity saver, right? Yeah, probably. Just to let the kids out. Let the kids out, and everyone can have a little nibble on something, and we can all pile back in the car and right. keep going. Right. But nowadays, everyone or almost everyone is connected to the, to the internet, and doing the research for that sort of stuff is so much easier. A lot of the local organizations have an online presence, and if they're having special events that they offer, like walking tours, odds are you can register for that stuff ahead of time. Yeah, that's true. You can also start with the local convention and visitor bureau. If it's a slightly larger town or city, a lot of times Mm -hmm. they'll have those. If not, you can move on to the Chamber of Commerce or even just call City Hall. A lot of times they have resources. They have little tour guides and 
walking tours and, you know, little things like that. Most cities, unless they've popped up in the last 30 years, they have a historic district. Um, there's always a history or a story behind, yeah. you know, where the town came from, well, so and, that can be fun. And a lot of them have do have chambers of commerce, you know, mm-hmm. if nothing else, they've got that. And they can always give you a hint on who to call if they don't have the information for you. And, of course, you can also check with the local AIA office or the historic preservation organization that might be in town. Or if the state has an architectural organization, for example, Texas has the Texas Society of Architects, mm-hmm. you should be able to find information for organizations through the state site, their website. And just follow the links and see. I think the TSA website has links for all the local AIA offices. Oh, so okay. any, any city that has an AIA office you have the you know con- connection to, mm-hmm. so you're not having to try to wander around and find okay who's who can tell me what in this town. You can just click on the AIA office and there's your information. Make a contact and off you go. Right. Yeah, I know. In fact, the Dallas one has a Dallas architecture guide specifically written. So if you're a real architecture nerd like we are, yes. uh, that <laughs> might be a good souvenir. <laughs> I'm not a nerd, <laughs> but we live it. Right? Yes, we live. We it. live it. We own it. There are also some great books out there that you can check out as you're getting prepped. There is uh, like a thousand places to see before you die, which has U.S., Canadian, and worldwide editions. You can also pick up the AAA guide, which sounds a little strange nowadays. Ooh, who who still uses AAA? But <laughs> you can pick up a AAA guide, and that that will have stuff in it for you. Yeah, if you're a member, all of those guides are free, right. so they'll help you plan if you're doing a road trip. Right. Yeah, we've done that several times. It's pretty helpful. Yeah. And you said your aunt and uncle just pull out, what, what is it, they rip out all the hotels? Yeah, well, they have. I have to thank my Uncle Tom and Aunt Char because they are full-time RV travelers. That's what they, they sold their house in Cincinnati and do that full-time now. So they they said, you know, obviously, they stay in their in their RV, their trailer, as they travel, but they ripped out all the lodging information, just kept sightseeing stuff in those books. Obviously, it works because they refer to them over and over. Well, that's pretty good. Now, yeah. if you're going to Europe, there's a couple of guides that you can use. There's Fodor's, F-O-D-O-R, apostrophe S, and the Michelin Guide, which is going to give you a lot of information on things to see while you're there. Well, and I'm a true disciple of Rick Steves. Um, a couple times I went to Europe, I used his books, and okay. he has things like Europe Through the Back Door, Europe on $40 a day, or things like that, where um, he will f- he's been in Europe so many times that he knows all the little, literally the back door sites and things that you're not going to get by just... The or just tr- being a tourist and walking right, around. Right, walking to the first tourist trap, you know, kiosk somewhere and getting the bus tour. He's going to tell you, well, actually, if you take five minutes and walk down the street and around the corner, you'll find where the first croissant was ever <laughs> baked. You know, I mean, little things like that that really wow. give character to your trip. It's oh, that's the, really He cool. has really great books and easy to read and easy to follow. And if you have, say, just three days to do a couple road trips um, or kind of out and back day trips he's got a three-day trip here's the highlights you want to hit if you've got five days here's what you might want to expand to so wow yeah those are great books wow you want to go now don't you well yeah i want to go i'm (laughs) sorry my niece is in paris right now and i'm getting all these great photos and i was just thinking that's what i should have got her for her you know christmas present or her Mm -hmm. birthday present was that i actually did get her a travel book for paris Mm -hmm. but I know they're going to travel afterwards, and it would have been probably something good for her to have, but she'll be fine. Yeah. Not going to worry about it. And I'm sure she could find it over there if she really needed it. Right. Um, Anyway, but one of the things that if you're planning a trip, you want to pay attention to hours of operation. If you you absolutely have to see the Statue of Liberty, 
make sure it's not covered in scaffolding the, right. the week you're planning on being there because well, that's kind of a bummer when you get there and you're waiting. You, you're just, you can imagine the perfect photograph and then yeah. it's not what you imagine. So just check out their websites and um, look for off-season changes in the schedules, maintenance, things like that. The scene I love the most, you know, of course I'm a movie buff, so in family vacation when the Griswolds are traveling all the way across country bypassing the greatest world's biggest largest ball of twine, ball of twine. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that they get to wally world and it's closed and you know really we'd all like to just avoid hostage situations so yeah. let's just not go there yeah so do a little homework before you get there you'll save yourself a lot of heartache <laughs> <laughs> well and not that everyone thinks about doing that kind of research before heading off i think most of us are just happy to be leaving town for a while and i know i usually get all excited i'm counting the days it's like woohoo two days left and I'm more concerned about packing and all that sort of stuff. Make sure so, you have the phone charger and the sunscreen. Sunscreen and, and the camera, yeah. and, you know, everything, all that business. Right. So if you don't get a chance to do any of that before you go, you can always contact these places and organizations once you get there. You know, Start with the Visitors Bureau, hit the Chamber offices, and just work your way through their list. Also, a lot of the hotels at the front desk will have brochures that you can pick up. It may be something as simple as grabbing the local newspaper, checking out their online version to see really what's going on in town. Yeah, a lot of times the weekend editions will have great listing of events, you know, concerts mm -hmm. and festivals, and especially in the summertime, there's always yeah. something going on. Is there a home tour? Is there a garden mm -hmm. tour? Is there something like that that you can really take advantage of? Yeah, exactly. Um, and in the day of, of iPhones and online apps and all of that sort of thing, there's lots of electronic tools that can help you plan your vacation. Just doing a quick search for architecture in the app store on our iPhones, we found several varied applications, some focusing on specific locations and others across the world. Uh, some of the interesting ones we found just up, off the top is a series by Prairie Design Group called Fan Guide, and um, we'll expect some free downloads from them, right? Giving yeah. them a plug, isn't <laughs> yes, that how nice that works? Yes, nice plug for them. <laughs> There's a single app called the House Architecture that is a really cool guide for modern architecture. And, um, and they even had, I think, video. So yeah, I think as, they did. as well as, you know, articles about where to go and stuff. Right. There's actually video clips showing some of these places. Yeah, and a lot of these have the actual, you know, they'll show the building and give the address, but they'll put it on a map so you can actually use it to find it. And there was one that was simply called Architecture that I found that was uh, the the downside being that it downloaded a lot of information into your phone mm -hmm. so that you could, you know, you always had it. You weren't trying to, if you're out of town oh, or right. if you're out of the country, you're not being charged roaming charges, but it uses the GPS and the phone to tell you where to find things. To help you yeah, yeah. see it on the Google map. Right, or see it on the Google yeah. map, and it will direct you, give you directions to whatever piece of architecture, you know, you're looking for. You And you just have to find the one that works for you. Right. Well, and we actually, you know, speaking of technology, we looked at Twitter for some recommendations, just kind of on a whim to see what would happen. We did a sample search for Chicago architecture and received instant recommendations for the architecture boat tours. Um, several people said they were great. And the fun thing about that is that that's an actual person who just took that tour. So the nice thing about Twitter is you can start an instant conversation with that person you know, send them a direct message or reply to what they posted and you can get firsthand recommendations like maybe you know oh you might want to take this tour over this one because this building's under construction and it was really loud and right. you know you, we didn't feel like it was the best use of our money but I heard great things about this you know it's yeah. just really cool to, to know 
right then and there. What's, the, the, the building you're not go, or yeah. the building you're going to isn't covered in scaffolding. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or they've just released this new tour, but it's not on their website yet. So make sure you ask about it because then you know you may not know. Little things like that where you can. It's almost like you have a personal, a local, right yeah, a there. personal tour guide to yeah. give you all that information. Exactly. So that might be if you're on Twitter, that might be another fun way to to get some ideas on where to go. Right. And, and don't assume that just because you're not going to a big town, you know, you're not going to, so for example, you're not going to Chicago, but you're going to... Pleasant Lake. Pleasant Lake. Which is quite lovely. Right. That there's not going to be anything for you to see, you know, just because you're visiting, you know, and spending Thanksgiving with Aunt Betty and Uncle Frank in some small town, there's still a way to make architecture part of your vacation. If you've done your research, you'll know what, you know, might be close by architecturally that's significant, and maybe it's a short car ride. Maybe it's a long car ride, depending on mm-hmm. how long you want to be away from the relatives. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, Aunt Betty and Uncle Frank aren't, you know, like, oh, that sounds lovely, honey, we'll go too. Let's go, all right. You know, give you a chance to get away. Yeah. And one of the best examples for me of that is Marfa, Texas. And for those of you who know where Marfa is, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But for those who don't, it's in West Texas. And it way is West Texas. Way West Texas in the middle of nowhere. West Anywhere Texas. else in the United States, you could cross about three states in yeah. the time it takes to get out to Marfa. But you drive all day long out to West Texas, and it's you're still in Texas. Yeah, you're still in Texas. <laughs> it's that far out there. But it's it's great. It's the, They have installations by Donald Judd, who's an artist. He um, bought 300 acres out there and established the Chinati Foundation. And so there's local contemporary art installations and springing up around all that is all these, you know, art galleries. So it's not the first thing you'd think to look for out there, but it's there. You also shouldn't discount looking around the local downtown area. A lot of small towns still retain a lot of their original buildings and make the effort to maintain them so that the town keeps some of its original character, hopefully a lot of its original character. Yeah. Well, and if you can get past the 60s, you know, overlays on some of the buildings. I know when we were at school, you Mm -hmm. know, you would go to downtown Bryan and there'd be this really great building from the 30s next door to something that had been great at one time and had 1960s aluminum panels covering the entire surface of it. Right. And you're just staring at it going, wow, that's awful. Yeah, some bad update had thrown up all over it and... Someday it would probably get returned to its original <laughs> glory, but yeah, you, One would you have to be able to see beyond. See, <laughs> see beyond so what's there. Somebody's good intentions at one point, but they didn't didn't hold up over time. And it's a, it's a great way to support the local small businesses so that they can continue to maintain the area. Um, and this is also something that you can do. You know, you're you're doing your research ahead of time. Great way to check out the state and national registers to see if there are anything. Any, there's anything historic in the downtowns that you can go and look at. And some places, if you're lucky enough to find, are just oozing with history and architecture. Uh, although they may be a, a little bit commercialized, some places tend to do that if they're real big tourist destinations. But um, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I remember as a little kid panning for gold in a gold rush town outside of the Bay, outside of San Francisco. And then riding on a horse-drawn stage wagon to the town saloon where we had uh, authentic root beer. Mm-hmm. So little things like that, they may have been replicas of, of what a little ghost um, town would look like. Sure, sure. Um, but I still have that memory, and that was really fun. Right. And to Because growing up in California, you, you learn about all that California history, and then to actually go see it, even if it's costumed people. I know I should <laughs> you know be a, a proponent for authentic historic sites but you know sometimes there's something to be said for 
the reenacting, at least for an educational sure. purpose. Well, and as a little kid, you know, you're not you're not there for the architectural part of it. You know, right. you're there for the fun reenactment and the yeah. you know panning for gold part of it. But if the, you're an adult at this point and you're taking your children there, that's something that you're going to be more attentive to the physical surroundings and the buildings themselves and not so much about all the activity that's going around. Right, yeah. And if you're lucky enough to be visiting a county seat, you can always check out the county courthouse. There are many that date back to the early 20th century and usually reflect the style popular at the time that they were built. And even a lot of the larger cities still have their original county courthouses. I know Dallas does, and they've done a fantastic job restoring it. But one of my favorite examples of that is the Palm Beach County Courthouse, which they restored in 2007. And it had been built in 1916. And then in 1972, they built an entire building around it. So there was, sitting in the middle of this 1972, ugly, ugly building was the courthouse. And the only way you could see it is if you were on an adjacent roof and looking down on it. And they decided that they would, instead of tearing down the whole structure, they would just tear down the 1972 structure and keep the original 1916 building intact. And that's what they did. And there's a great video that we'll post on the blog that will um, we'll at least post a link on the blog so you can see it. But it's absolutely fascinating to watch. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like peeling back the layers of an onion. Did they even know that it, of all that was in there some when pe- they started the demo? Some people, I think it was someone on the council or commissioner's court or whatever that had grown up there. So she knew that there was a county courthouse there. Uh-huh. But no one ever thought about it because it had been, really had been covered. You know, the there were walls built in front of the original facades and stuff, and so you never even knew that any of it was there. Yeah, the yeah. video is really amazing. And yeah. fortunately, they were able to take it back and restore it to yeah. the original building, right? Yeah, right. And they just yeah. built a new county courthouse somewhere else. Yeah. And they even, even part of the video, there was a hurricane that came through. And so, of course, you see all the construction equipment clear out. Yeah, everybody evacuates. You see the hurricane come through, and then the hurricane goes away, and they can go right back to doing what they're doing. So you've done your research, and you're off on your great getaway, or at least a regular getaway, whichever the case may be. We love architecture, and and that's our thing. We love it, love it, love it, love it. But that's us. And we could walk around looking at buildings all day. In fact, I had a friend who was notorious for laying down in the middle of the sidewalk to get a photo of a of a building if she wanted the right shot and that's what it took and she was with a friend of hers in new york and they were walking past st patrick's cathedral and Mm -hmm. he is talking to her and suddenly she's not there and he turns around and she's laying on her on her back on the sidewalk you know getting this really great shot of the cathedral He's like, okay, I'll just wait for you to get up. <laughs> that's probably not the weirdest thing that goes on in New well, York, probably though. Probably not. But probably nobody know. would even look at you at that point. Right. Well, I remember when you, last, what, couple years ago, you went to New Orleans, and you had a whole list of oh, yes. buildings that you had to make sure that you photographed before you left. Well, sure. Sure, because I had a book that had all the pencil sketches in it. So, oh, you know, right. I needed to get the actual photos of the actual houses so I could actually have something visual besides just this pencil sketch. Yeah, which brings us back to, to the nerd, dork. Nerd, nerd, <laughs> dork. Yeah. Yes, back to dork status. Yeah. But we wear it proudly, don't we? Right. Yeah. But if you're traveling with someone else, be it friends or family, and most of the time you are, uh, you need to be sure to plan for them and um, not alienate them as you drag them right. kicking and screaming <laughs> around to every architectural visit. 
for us it's a walk, but for them it's it's probably more like a death march, right? Well, sure, because yeah. you know it's it's a walking tour. Let's go on a walking tour. This will be fun. And they're like, oh god, no. Mm-hmm. We're all thrilled and excited about what we're looking at, and they could really care less. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was about probably six years old, we went down to College Station. My dad went to A and M also. And for him, it was walking down memory lane. And, of course, it was June because we were out of school. And so he's oh, were God, walking June? the campus. And, oh, that's that was my first dorm. And I had history class over there. And, and we were just like, where's the Coke machine? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, dragging me and my sister and my mom across this campus, you know, yeah. in the heat and humidity of, oh, good Lord. Yeah. 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 So please consider. If consider you, others. Yeah, if yeah. you don't want to be an outcast for the rest of the year, consider those who are with you on your vacation. Right. And, and see if there are other activities that they can be doing in the same places you want to go. Um, we went to New York a few years ago, and there was a Russian art exhibit at the Guggenheim. And, you know, the Russian art for me was great, and it was fascinating, don't get me wrong, yeah. because of just the, the things that were in the collection. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, I got to enjoy the building more than the art. And, you know, that was half the battle. It was just, mm-hmm. okay, there's, you know, there are two of us, and I want to see the building, and, you know, my partner doesn't necessarily really care about the building, so, okay, let's go look at the art. Right. So, of course, you know, we spend the whole day in the, well, not the whole day, but, you know, a couple hours in the building walking the ramp, you know, looking at all the art, and it's fantastic and wonderful, right. and I'm, like, oohing and on over the building, and he could care less. Yeah, it's like your backs are together, right? Like, he's looking at the art, and you're looking out right. over the railing <laughs> to the big open, exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly, and another great example okay. of that's, like, the Rockefeller Center in New York. Oh, it's yeah. very art deco. And, of course, it's home to NBC Studios. Yeah. So, you know, you're there looking at the Art Deco aspect of it, and, you know, the rest of the family's off taking the tour of the studios or going up to the observation deck on, I think it's the 54th floor? Something that like that. Right. You know, it gives them the opportunity to do something besides just walk around with you and stare at, you know, deco details. Right, exactly. Well, and, and my husband and I took a trip a couple of years ago to L.A. and San Diego, and we went to the Getty Center oh. there, which is a huge architectural, you know, thing up on the hilltop, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's photographed all over the world and all this, but um, it's an art center, it's an art gallery, and um, there's major collections housed there, but at the same time, they know that it's an architectural feature, and they actually have an architecture tour for the oh, people wow. who come there more to see the buildings than for the collection inside. So that sort of thing you might look for because it's kind of fun. They have docents that are specifically trained in what the architect right. did and how they organize the space and the line of sight and, you know, this how material. How the galleries. And, yeah, and exactly, stuff. which wow. is kind of cool. That's great. Yeah, so we were thrilled to find that, you know, available for us. Right. It, it fed that. It that architecture part that of you. Need, that need, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, we felt like we were the you know smartest people on the tour because we were actually architects. But, you know, we were quizzing the tour guide, and, you yes. know, that's okay. So if your traveling companion is not as in love with architecture as you are, and if you can't work it out so that everyone has something to do, then look at a way of trading off destinations or activities. I can speak from experience. If you have kids and you need to get some alone time to see what you're interested in, then give your spouse a day to do whatever they want to do without worrying about keeping everyone entertained or actually bribery is a good tool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nothing if, else bribe the children. That's right. Yes. That always works. You might say, okay, if we, if you, you know, if you behave and 
we all go to the Lincoln Memorial this morning, then we'll go to the water park this afternoon and give them something to look forward to rather than just dragging them through hall after hall of galleries and, right. One architectural building, you know, architecturally significant building to another, to another, to another. Well, and even after a while, it all does start to kind of blur together. I mean, I studied in Italy in college, and by the third month that we were there, it was like, oh, please, not another cathedral. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I have to look at another you know, yeah. 16th wow, century fresco. Give me a break. I haven't seen this before. Woo, yay. And, you know, to anybody else, they would have thought, you know, they would have smacked us in the face. Right. What are you talking Probably about? Probably after the first week, they would have. Right. Yeah, yeah but it, it does kind of get to be on overload after a while. So just know your audience. Know your audience. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you can also check out non-architectural events um, just to give yourself a little bit of balance. Um, you can use events that are unrelated to architecture to visit architecturally significant buildings. You can look for local events where you might not necessarily be interested in what's happening, but more in where it's happening. Right, and on one of our many, many visits to New Orleans, mm-hmm. we did a garden tour one year in the Garden District, Well, which would make sense, Garden Tour, Garden District. Yeah. Woo-hoo. And I know, you know, me and my allergies, you'd think this would be absolutely terrible. Yeah, you're nuts. But it was actually... Right around, I think, St. Patty's Day. So it was, you know, still kind of cool. Stuff hadn't started blooming like crazy. But we did the this great tour, and we didn't get to see any of the, the interiors of the homes. But they were pretty spread out. So you were walking through a number of neighborhoods, and you get, got to see all sorts of architectural styles. And it was absolutely fascinating, but it was a great, great way to to see architecture and see a broad range of stuff without actually going specifically on an architecture tour. Very fascinating. Yeah. When I was in college, we worked in Savannah for about a month doing a historic American building survey project. And so, of course, in the evenings and on the weekends, we got to go into the city and explore. And one of the fun things we did was we took a ghost walk. (laughs) So it was a walking tour through the the actual old historic part of the city. And the tour guide, of course, told lots of stories about the ghosts and all the legends of the town and but what was really fun about it that you know all of my architecture friends and I really enjoyed was seeing the city at night and of course everything's lit up differently Mm -hmm. and things kind of glow in ways you wouldn't expect and so that was really fun to see it at a different time of day I mean even that can just make a huge difference right and then associating the fun stories with the buildings and knowing you know why does the carriage house you know man walk the halls late at night you know i mean kind of fun things like that give yeah. it a little bit of history and character sure and, and you start looking at the buildings in a completely different way right yeah you, know, you think oh it's a historic building but it didn't just land there you know right. off of a spaceship there were i mean it has a history well, and there's a, life a lot and, of stories behind it. yeah there was a family that lived there once and you know how did they celebrate holidays there and and who got whacked yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Who's buried underneath? Who's buried underneath? Right, yeah, right, exactly. Well, and another option, too, is if, you know, you're looking for something non-architectural to do, is go and find out if there are any local museums. Maybe they have a, a new museum that opened, or maybe there's a new exhibit somewhere. A lot of these museums really have a significant architectural background. And, of course, living in Dallas, the first thing that comes to mind is, over in Fort Worth, there's the Kimball Art Museum, mm-hmm. and there's the new modern art museum that was built probably five years ago maybe yeah it's fairly new it's fairly new but these are both architecturally significant buildings Mm -hmm. and 
you know, it, it's Fort Worth, and a lot of people think Cowtown. A lot of people think, you know, it's all a, um, the stockyards and mm -hmm. rodeo and stuff. But in in this very you know, country location are these two beautiful, beautiful buildings. Mm -hmm. And even in San Francisco, the one year that I was there, we misread the map and wa ended up walking the full length of Golden Gate Park and back. But one of the things we passed was the old de Young Museum, which had been, I think at the time it had been closed because there had been so much earthquake damage that they were concerned about it collapsing, and they had I-beams that were you know, wrapped around the building and bolted into place, just trying to hold it together. A few years later, they built the new de Young Museum, which was designed by Herzog and Demeron. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely, you know, either people love it or they hate it. And I don't think there's any kind of in-between. Right. It's been called a pizza box with a little receipt tag sticking out the top of it. But oh it's really, really a great building, and sure there's art in it, and I'm sure the collection's great, but if I'm going to go there, I'm not going to care that much about the art. I'm going to care about how the building was done itself, right. and gets, you know, get, that's what I'm going to be getting pictures of. Yeah. Well, that makes me think of the, um, the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., oh, no. which is as much about the contents as it is about the journey you take through the space. Yeah. And it is brilliantly designed in that you take an elevator up to the top floor and then the whole process of learning about the whole history of that time was is making your way down, spiraling down and down and down into the lower levels. Mm -hmm. And it's it really is a journey and you really get transfixed into you know, very the history focused. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's not like a regular art museum where you can go to this wing or that wing and kind of make your own path. It's very deliberately designed so that you receive the information in the order that it happened and it builds up to tell a story. Yeah. Specifically, modern architecture like that can make a huge impact on how you experience a space. So when you're traveling this summer, you know, keep all those things in mind. You know, research where you're going. Know who to contact when you get there if you haven't done any of your research. You know, try to plan for everybody, you know, not just for yourself, although as much as you might want to. Uh, make sure everyone has something to do on the days that you're out looking at architecture. Don't ever assume that there's nothing for you to see. And check out all the non-architectural events um, that are going on just as a way to see great architecture that you might not otherwise see. Also, for our listeners, keep an eye out for Dallas Architect. It's the new home of the Architecture Happy Hour blog, which Laura has started. Hey. We've got two posts. On that blog, we will actually post additional travel information there, including some links like the one to the uh, Palm Beach Courthouse video mm -hmm. and some additional links to the National Architecture and Historic Preservation Organizations. Yeah, and that's every time we do a podcast, that's where we'll be posting a lot of the backup information and websites if you don't get a chance to jot them down while right. you're listening. And some photos. Yeah, and plus other interesting things around here. So. Sure. Yeah, it will be a wealth of information. <laughs> you will want to visit and subscribe often. But for now, it's time for us to go and start getting ready for our own trips this summer. I have a big list I need to make, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, we'll have some interesting news for future podcasts, as well as some pictures to share on our blog. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to take some good photos of Galveston and bring those back, because I think it's going to be interesting to see Very. what's happened in the you know two years since the hurricane came through, how much rebuilding has actually occurred, especially, mm -hmm. especially where our friends live, because... So much of that was just completely wiped out. Yeah. In fact, it would be fun if you have pictures from before before to take right. those with you and try to get the same camera angle. I'll have to do that. Yeah, that would be really neat to see. 
Well, we want to wish everyone a very safe journey this summer from the Architecture Happy Hour Lounge at HPD Architecture. I'm Laura. And I'm Mary. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.